Yeah, and I mean, a testament to anybody can do it because, again, I'm supposed to be on LSD and <laughs> traveling between colleges right now. Yeah. Like that's where I should have been. Um, and if you know, if I could do it, anybody can really do it. Um, so yeah, it just takes hard work, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really a simple formula. You just have to, you just have to like work really hard. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta. So you gotta work really hard, but you gotta also not give up. Because yeah. it's it's a fact that when things get hard, you want is like I'm over this, like let's let's quit. But yeah, and then you find yourself twenty years down the line, you're like, oh shit, I'm still doing this. Like, yeah. right. how did I get here? You know, it's it's pretty wild. It's the it's the never give up attitude for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the trajectory of the business, it's like you know, it's some sort of line that goes in the up position and making more money. Yep. But if you look at each month, I mean, it's it fluctuates a lot, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of wins and there's a lot of losses. Yeah. But if you just kind of if you just keep pushing it and you really are focused and, you know, have discipline, then, you know, I think anybody can be at least as successful as I am. So who knew I would make it this far? They hated they never believe me. Yeah, I would never drop the ball. I know I make it look easy. Yeah. Mayweather with the defense. I don't care what a critic gotta say, I got him picking up the pieces. Is that a royalty free song? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. We, we bought it. Don't worry. Sure. We bought just it. Don't worry. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's being an IT guy over here. Jeez. Yeah, I love it. it. It is until they realize we're using it. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then, until we get a bill, but it's fine. It goes yeah. to Gibson. Get an fine. email. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Lambo and Leroy Show. Super stoked to be back. If you haven't yet, we did start an Instagram for Lambo and Leroy Show. Yeah. It's just at Lambo and Leroy. So don't forget to follow it. We're posting a bunch of reels on there and content. So keep you hyped mm-hmm. up for our weekly um, drops every Thursday. We got a new episode. Yeah. Well, almost every Thursday. Sometimes uh, I mean, we're off I, a little bit. Yeah. We, 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 we do our best. We do our best. But, um, on the Instagram, if you have any questions, message us, send it, any yeah. guests, tag them. Yeah, let seriously. Us know, like, you know, help us grow this thing. We've got uh, room for cool new people. And yeah. We have a huge list of awesome people coming too. Um, we got a huge list of an awesome person today. Oh yeah, huge, <laughs> huge list of Come this, on. this person. I mean, so most people don't realize how important this person is until it's too late, right? And I mean, he's gonna downplay himself the entire time. I mean, he's really the coolest <laughs> nerd that I know, right? Hey, okay, <laughs> I <know>? agree. <laughs> I agree on that. And you know, I mean, we were joking, like you know, I mean, I would say like he's like the. CIA or the Homeland Security of like your business, right? He's got your back. And um, Joel, Lenity Tech, I mean, he's out there just making sure we don't get screwed up. And if we do get screwed up, we're going to fix it. He also lets you know when your servers are really old and you've been, you need to replace them. <laughs> need um, updates. But like, you know, basically like when you're running through business, you don't sit there and you think about all the uh, the potential attacks and everything you can get from the outside and your equipment and your update on Windows or whatever they want you to do. And it'll catch you off guard because really that's, you know, most business owners, they don't think about that. It's literally just a tool. It's a machine, right? Yeah. But it's such a massive machine now. You got someone like Joel and his team and they've got your back and you can kind of sleep well at night knowing that. So Joel, tell us a little bit about... Lenity Tech and introduce yourself. And then we're going to go ahead and hit the rewind button and go all the way back to where it started. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for having me on today. I'm excited. Um, And yeah, so I own a company and we do IT for business. So if a customer, uh, you know, 
has a bunch of computers and a bunch of servers and they need this all managed, lots of email, there's going to be a lot of vulnerabilities. And we try to just get everything standardized and we'll try to get it so the people who make the big bucks can... Uh, sleep better at night for the most part. <laughs> right. Well, and so like, you know, with our current bits, like Mary Alice and stuff, you know, it was a, every aspect of Mary Alice from a technology standpoint had a different point of contact and you're reaching in 360 degrees to try and track something down. And usually they point fingers all at each other yeah. along the way yeah. and you just, you're eventually going in circles. Mm-hmm. Joel is now that one point of contact and he's going to go chase everybody in circles and he's going to prevent it and make sure that we are taken care of. Um, plus his team, everything. So you know, would you say that most businesses out there are exposed to, I guess, attacks or whatever, because they don't take it serious? Like, yeah, there's a, you know, they don't take it serious or 10 years ago they had a guy and they said, everything's good, but you know, the security landscape has really changed in the last five years. Um, it's kind of like websites. You guys ever go on the internet and you see a website and you can kind of be like, oh, that's like that's five years old. I don't yeah. know. That's like pretty, pretty dated looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, everything's going to the cloud. Everything's online. And so your attack vector goes from being, you know, the snivelly guy in your office to actually being everybody in every country being able to go to a website you know, go to a, your Google account or to your office account and simply be able to try to log in as you. I mean, they can find your first name, your last name on LinkedIn yeah. and the rest is history. You know, if you have an easy password, um, you know, it's insane because there's just a lot of risk, because, you know, it's a lot of money to them. Like they got lots of manpower and not a lot of money. So they can have, they have entire offices and teams of people you know, if they do get a little bit of access, they start, they literally have whiteboards and they'll draw it all out and, and wow. mark who the CEOs are and who's CFO and they'll start sending emails between people. So, um, yeah, there's, I'll try not to put you guys to sleep, by the way. No, I, no this is awesome, I, man. I, my, uh, <laughs> well, I, first off, I, I guess when I thought of like you, uh, people getting hacked, it was like a, a singular person, maybe a couple people like in a bedroom or a garage, you know, something like trying to hack. But what you're saying is like, it's, a big business and there's large teams, huge financial incentive. Right. And so, you know, places, you know, uh, throughout the world, uh, where the dollar is really strong and maybe their local currency isn't strong, you're going to have a very large incentive to make a few dollars. Right. I mean, if you can pillage a hundred bucks, that's, you know, weeks, weeks worth of work, maybe. Oh, Um, that's insane. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've seen a lot of things happen and we try to standardize the process and just take care of those sort of main attack vectors. So like, you know, are these same people, I mean, like, wasn't there like a recent, like a big hack or something into like some government files or something not too long ago? Um, wasn't there, I thought they hacked something or maybe I'm wrong, but no, <clears throat> I do remember, I do remember saying something about it or hearing something about it, but, um, I don't watch the news very often, so I wouldn't, Say no exactly, but I do remember here hearing oh, something around that. Uh, I don't know if this is probably not it, but I think MGM Grand just got oh, super yeah. hacked. Really, and it was they super did. easy. Yeah, so all all they did is they just went to their LinkedIn page, they found an employee's name, yeah, and then they just like sent an email pretending to be that employee to the help desk, and the help desk accepted the ticket and provided credentials to log into all their stuff. No way. And so, then they held him for ransom, basically, and shut down all their resorts. Yeah. 
Probably. I'm, uh, yeah, something. I don't know. I, I know that it was, you know, in the, you know, 10 million sort of of problems, but it's a big problem. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, how do you, like, you would think MGM would have their shit together, right? Yeah. And you would think, like, it wouldn't be that easy, but really, it's not that easy. They're literally just impersonating someone, which is the difficult part, right? Well, I think... I, everything kind of reminds me of Alcatraz where you have this Island in San Francisco and you know, they're like, okay, we need to create some system that is impossible to escape. Nobody could ever escape this. Yeah, yeah. And so they put a bunch of people on the Island and smash cut to 20 years later, people are making knives out of, you know, melted down styrofoam cups and they're digging into concrete and somehow, you know, there's wherever there's a large incentive where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, there's a way. Yeah, yeah for that sure. It just applies to technology a lot. What would you say are some of the biggest mistakes people make right now? Okay. This is free advice. Okay. Okay. Free so advice. What you got to do. I like free advice. We won't even take you as a customer if you don't agree to putting, it's called MFA. It stands for multi-factor authentication. Yeah. You must have MFA on your email accounts. Okay. So <clears throat> if you have like a server that's on site, only people that are on site or it would have access to it. So yeah. that would require someone from a land far away to get to a device on the network. And then from there, attack, you know, try to like gain, gain access to the server. But anybody, I, like I said earlier, anybody could just go to office.com, click on the login button and try to log in as me or you. So it's very easy to brute force passwords for email. Yeah. So you must, my free advice is you must have MFA on your email accounts. All of so them. how do you get MFA though? It's just a setting. It's oh, included. So every, uh, everyone offers it. So Gmail yeah. offers it. Everyone offers yeah. it. It's like when you log into your bank and it's yeah. like, it's like, no, no, no. It's it texts like, you and yeah. says, Hey, here's the code. You got to put I'm this code send in a now. Text, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So I, I do have that on actually. I think everything. I think you should. Because like QuickBooks, emails, everything. It's all yeah. goes through. Right. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. All right. All, all right. the big companies have it implemented. Yeah. Um, you will still see a lot of email accounts because people are like, oh, I don't want to, I got to like put in a code in my phone and I'd suck at technology. Um, but we can set it up in a way too where it doesn't bother you all the time. So I get an email, I think every, by once a week or so. And it's telling me that someone's trying to log into my old Hotmail account that oh, is really? really old. Yeah. But it's like, it's not me. <laughs> But I don't know if it's also a fake email trying to get me to log into it. That way they can steal my stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty smart, man. I, I'm curious I feel what like, your email was from back in the day. Oh, it was hypnotic films at Hotmail. That was my, <laughs> high, my high school one. That was my be my business name back in the day. But nowadays, or it was uh, oh long before that my 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 uh, AIM name. <laughs> yeah, what was it? It was uh, Live to Ride 421. <laughs> <laughs> Is 421 better, like one well, better than birthday. 420? Well, it's my birthday. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. You know, it, was my, it was April 21st, my birthday. Okay. So I figured my mom couldn't deliver me because she was high, you know, yeah. 420. So <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. She my didn't mom have the energy to push. She's yeah. like, ah, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. So if just, you're looking to hack his account, make sure 421 is in the password. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Everything. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's um, funny. So, I mean, why is it important to have on the passwords? Let's talk passwords, right? I mean, uh, I feel like it's difficult for everyone to have multiple passwords for everything. They start throwing special characters in it. What's, I mean, obviously, if you were to have one, two, three, four, that's not a solid password, right? But I mean, what is, like, is it probably not smart to have the same password for everything? Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> not at all. Uh, <laughs> it's like, not at all. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There, there's different ways you could do it. You know, I'd say for like your average person that's not a business and they just like, this is my Southern California Edison account. Here's like my Chase account. Here's yeah. my Bank of America account. You have password managers. Um, 
They password managers get a little bit of flack because you're consolidating in all of your passwords to use one password. Yeah. Okay. But overall, you'll see <clears throat> that that's a better strategy than like having it be everywhere and resetting it all the time and never knowing it. And you've got to put it somewhere, right? So, yeah. Um, so, um, what are some of the craziest hacks that you've kind of seen and seen happen? Like, what, 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 there's got to be some like these moments where you're like, any oh ransom my moments? Gosh. I want to know like a ransom moment. Yeah. Well, you know, ransomware is a big deal, um, but it. I feel like it it targets businesses that are irresponsible because it's actually if you set up a if you set up your infrastructure correctly, you can set it up in a way where it's extremely resilient. So you can always get hacked. Um, you know, everything gets jumbled up and they say like, give me 0.8 bitcoins and I'll yeah. give you your money back. But it's very easy to restore and have a good backup product. So we use really good backup products if an entire server gets ransomware. So like, it's not ransomware, but what happened one time is uh, we work for a company uh, in the financial sector and they had a server and uh, they all log into this server. Uh, it's called a, re a remote desktop server or okay. an RDS. Yeah. And they all log in and someone at the front, uh, you know, who's maybe not the most tech savvy person out there, they needed to contact QuickBooks because they're having a QuickBooks problem. And uh, they really should have just called us first, mm -hmm. um, but they just went to Google. This oh. happens all the time. Yeah. You go to Google and you type in QuickBooks Quick desktop support. support. Yep. Yeah. And then it pops up with an advertisement, you know, to um, quick, quick dash books dash desktop dot NL. Yep. And you click it and it's like, we will help fix your computer. Call this number. So she called the number. And she got some person yep. uh, in a faraway land to log into the computer. And at some point, uh, one of the other members of that company walked by and was like, hey, like, who's on your computer? And she's like, oh, QuickBooks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they just do that all the time, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, sure, QuickBooks. So um, this would be an instance where even if you just have someone log into your computer, you don't know what they're doing. So these tools that they're using, they can... They can put stuff behind the scenes. They yep. can add remote loggers and all sorts of things. So in that case, the easiest method is the same solution to what you would do in a ransomware attack is you would simply just roll the whole thing back seven hours. Really? You just roll it back to before the problem, before he logged in or she logged in. Yeah. And it's all the same. So, so if you find yourself in that moment where someone's hacked onto your computer, what is the first thing do you do? You literally turn it off, unplug everything from it and go throw it outside and beat it with a hammer. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe not the hammer. Make sure to wear safety goggles. We, we've had problems with our, you know, employees try to smash things nice. and kill, kill their eyeballs with yeah. ball peen hammers and sharp, you know, hard drive <laughs> objects. But, but, uh, yeah, pretty much just, uh, make sure you unplug, you can unplug just the internet connection. That would be all you'd really need to do. Cause then they're just going to do all the damage on that PC regardless, right? They're already there. Yeah. You're just trying to keep them from getting out of it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Unplug the physical cable or turn off Wi-Fi to make yeah. sure you're disconnected. Call your local nerd. Be like, help. What I'd, do I do? I'd, I'd messed up. Yeah. So insane. So funny. Go back to the QuickBooks deal. I actually, I was having a bunch of QuickBooks problems earlier in the year and I was dealing with QuickBooks directly and my, my CPA, she was dealing with them, same thing back and forth. Um, they have internal problems where pretty much he says, hey, your, your account manager went bad in QuickBooks, so we have to rebuild it. Um, it's going to be $2,500 to rebuild it, or you're going to lose all your money. 
or you know, or you're gonna lose all your transactions and yeah. all everything in there that you already separated and all that. I'm like, dude, that's two years, three years worth of work or whatever mm-hmm. to go redo all that. You know, like that's so much work to redo all that. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Like, there's no way they're gonna spend twenty five hundred bucks for an online thing I pay monthly for make sure that that shit doesn't happen. You know, and so I called my CPA. She's like. It's someone that's trying to steal money from you, technically. Like, she's like, do not pay them anything. She's yeah. like, I'll get it fixed. And, like, it was the craziest thing. Because, like, they scare you, first of all. Mm-hmm. It's a scare tactic. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, dude, I'm going to lose all this work. This is going to screw me over. I'm going to be outdated. I can't do any of my taxes, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, 2500 bucks. And then he he did, he called me back. He was like, he's like, sir, he goes, he goes, the more I look into it, he's like, $500 more. It's me $3,000. He goes, but we need to do this now. We're going to lose it. So I need your card now. And I already talked to my CPA. And I was like, click. Like, no. Like, and I and I blocked the number. Like, it was craziest deal, I mean, You though. just feel so taken advantage of so even violated. At that, yeah, even at that point. Yeah, it sucks, man. It's a scary deal. Like, they have so much at their fingertips that they can just get in there. And it just sucks. It's a, it's a scary world that you're in because you never know what someone's going to do to you. And we work our ass off all the time to make money to pay for our bills and pay for our family, mm-hmm. pay for our stuff. Mm-hmm. And someone could just go in there and take it. Oh yeah. It's like getting robbed. It's like someone breaking into your office or your house and stealing from you. But it's even worse because it's behind closed doors and it's scary and you never know what's going to happen. Well, if you guys want to shift into us and you know, it kind of a lateral, but an interesting version of this, yeah. there's new stuff coming out and it's absolutely terrifying. So <clears throat> you know, let's hear it. My uh, that's what nightmares are made of. I mean, it's <laughs> Halloween time. Why it not scare is. the shit out of yeah. us? Uh, I mean, it's not terrifying. <laughs> like, and you're gonna wake up in a cold sweat. Well, I might. You <laughs> might. Yeah. Might. You'll, but you will lose enough money where you wish you. You know, it was actually scary. But so, what's happening right now is that uh, I would say like 20 years ago, my grandparents got a call on the phone, and my brother's name's Lee, and they're like, they're like, this is Lee. Oh. This is Lee. I'm in jail. I need money. And my poor old grandparents are just like, you know, Lee, you know, hey. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so by the way, they target the elderly. Yeah, they always do. This is how you, this and is they how say they make never money. never put like grandma in your phone or grandpa, yes. you know, on their names. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. So they targeted them. And the long story short is like, my grandparents are like driving down. They lived up in the mountains. They were like driving down the hill, going to the nearest um, like uh, credit union or something. Yeah, what's it called? Like Washington, Washington Mutual. Mutual. Anyways, it's one of these money transfer services. Yeah, <clears throat> they have them at grocery stores and things. They're driving down the hill. They called my mom and they're like, uh, they're like, they're like, where's Lee? What's going on? And they're like, oh, I don't know. He's like on the couch here. You're like, do you need to talk to him? <laughs> No And so way. it was just, uh, you know, just anyway. So I mean, oh, wow. thank God they did that though. They thought like they called your parents and yeah. like confirmed that he wasn't in jail. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, but they were completely sold on it and yeah. they were going to go transfer money. So, yeah. you know, there's really no shame. They, they target yeah. vulnerable people first Yeah, and they'll trick you so good. So here's how in 2023, Sean, you're going to get tricked. Okay? okay. Here's what they're going to do. Because is, I think like, I'm not going to get tricked. You can just re- read through most I of it. Like, yeah. I could trick you. Okay. Watch this. You're going to get a phone call and it's going to be your wife. It's going to sound like your wife. It's going to everything. It's going to be your wife. You don't know the difference. It's going to be from your wife's phone number calling you on your cell phone. And they're going to have an all and they're going to social engineer you to get a little bit of money off you. And you'll never know the difference until 
you talk to her later and realize that you gave a bunch of money away. Um, because yeah, AI is really talented. I think it's like, it kind of depends on the candor of your voice, but I think it takes like under 10 seconds to be able to fully sound like you. So you can take anybody's voice, feed it into a computer 10 seconds later, done. It's you. And so (sighs) you can just start having people call other people automated. It can all be automated. Right. And you'll get big call centers just doing this. So you're I was going to ask you that. I was like, AI was on my list of questions. Like, what is AI going to do? I mean, it's going to be insane. Yeah. AI but it should you know. also be, I mean, as I mean, AI equally being kind of like a negative in the situation, it could also be the positive too, right? Helping it's to kind of track, track what it AI, and find what AI? this stuff too, right? Kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Well, it's, it's like, uh, it's like the nuclear nuclear technology, right? Okay. It's great. Like you can make lots of energy, you know, lots of cool stuff. You uh, push but it up. it's always going to be <laughs> weaponized before it's useful. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd say like the big picture with AI is that it will be weaponized far long before we use it for a lot of a lot of Positive usefulness. Mm-hmm. That black so, market shit. Yeah. So wow. it's so gnarly. No, night nah. Because you'll never know. You'll never know who's calling. Like oh. Yeah. Rosie, I'm never sending you money again via phone call. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm only giving you cash. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you bypass that? I don't know. Code words. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You could probably That's ask. my safe word. <laughs> <laughs> like, Pineapple. Anal. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Jeez. I'm sorry. It might be Apple. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that is scary. Um, okay. So you do security stuff. Do you all computer stuff then? What about like servers and stuff like that? Yeah, so uh, we don't really dabble in AV. Yeah. We don't dabble in websites. Yeah. And uh, we don't dabble in things like access control or cabling. Uh, so it's going to be like IT systems, a lot of information management. But yeah, servers, you have a network attached storage there. Yeah. And um, if it's not working, you could, we, you know, we could help you guys out. Yeah, yeah. That's all I was like, because I figure out like, for us media nerds, I mean, we're running through probably 300-ish terabytes a year, maybe more, mm-hmm. um, filling things like crazy. And, like, we're filling raids after raids after raids. Like, is it cheaper to build a server here at the office? I know we won't be able to really access and pull, like, raw footage from um, remotely because the footage is so big. And I get that, and that's fine. But if I build a server here, can I get all my computers on that server ran with cables of some sort, whether it's Cat5, Cat6, or whatever it is? to pull footage. Is that possible? Is it possible to pull footage through a cat six cable? Yeah, everything is possible. It just depends on how much money you want to spend. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could do a lot. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, a, you know, a NAS, a network attached storage yeah. and a server, they're kind of the same thing. Uh, it's basically just storage yeah. in an array that's presented to some sort of computer that knows how to send and receive information to it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys bored yet? So you could, if you wanted to easily share data, uh, you could buy a server. I, I think the most cost effective way to do it, depending on how much storage you have yeah. is probably going to be to keep a NAS. Um, because with, when you buy a server, you're buying something that <clears throat> isn't just storage intensive, but something that also is providing a lot of processing power and it has maybe a lot of RAM in it. You have to run maybe like a windows operating system. And that's just overhead that could have better been better spent in a NAS. Yeah. yeah. Just price wise too. You're buying like HP drives or Dell drives or you're buying, you know, 
it's going to yeah. be really expensive. Yeah. So you can go to Amazon. You can get some Western Digital Golds that it might be knockoff. Oh. So. Ugh. Don't get it from there, but yeah. get it from a distributor. Yeah, yeah. And slam it into a NAS, and that's probably your best bet. Now, is it, is it rated though? Is it if it if one of those fails, will it rebuild itself? Yeah, I mean, you know, like Synology. I'm not sure what brand the one that you have is, but there's a lot of good NAS manufacturers yeah, out yeah. there, and you know, you can slam you know 16, 24 drives in them, yeah, and have a just a tremendous amount of storage. It's all re- can be redundant, as redundant as you want to make it. Yeah, yeah, and you can also buy. Something that's would be helpful is to maybe use 10 gigabit speed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what you have now, but um, if it's kind of slow when you're moving it over the network, you yeah. could use like a 10 gig card and it would go about 10 times faster than what you're using okay. right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, this might be a stupid question. You guys might both laugh at me, but why not try cloud, like a cloud-based server for something like that? Yeah, good question, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Loser, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, great. All right, see where this is going. Uh, Jeez. No, <laughs> no. So, um, it's just it's too much. Like the you know you're, you're capped at the speed of your internet connection, and in this area you probably have actually really good internet speeds. But let's say you have a really good one. You have something like um, I don't know. They, they might. Who, who's your internet provider? Mm, spectrum spectrum okay you're screwed never mind yeah they're not so if fight. you yeah so there's one reason like your your upload bandwidth is is what you're going to be limited yeah. by um if you had frontier they're in a lot of these places around here you yeah. can get these new services that can go up to two gig two gigabits upload That's pretty awesome um which is going to be the same speed um as you're pulling over the network. Yeah. So it, it's becoming more feasible. So the so it's not a terrible question. Um, it's becoming more feasible. <laughs> um, I will say though that cloud storage in a business production setting is very expensive still on a per terabyte basis. Yeah. Well, cause the reason why I ask is like, you know, our MRP system that we have at Gibson and stuff, it's a cloud based storage unit. And then their tell is like, Oh, it's the same servers that, you know, Amazon and stuff uses and yeah. all that. I mean, is that really supposed to make me feel better? Are, is there more exposure in those clouds as far as being hacked or shutdowns versus having it like in house? Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I think there's different types of difficulties when you're giving your infrastructure to a company, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, you, you want to make sure you don't miss a payment. That's really important. <laughs> yeah. um, you also want to make True. sure that, you know, Amazon can, if Amazon, you know, if you become popular and Amazon doesn't like you, they can just pull the plug on all your stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some examples in the last five years of apps that had tens of millions of subscribers and it was a conflict of interest with Amazon's ideology yep. and they just pulled the plug on them. The whole business, they went out of business overnight. Wow. Yeah, two seconds. Yeah. So there's Ew. those, I would say there's that kind of concern um, in terms of security that you essentially, you know, you speaking keep of, local. right. Yeah. Like having problems with Instagram, if your account gets banned, right? Like, yeah. how are you going to get that back? <laughs> yeah. Like nope. they own the keys to your city. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, you know, but in, in Amazon's a little bit of the same. So if you're in a space that's controversial, you may want to keep the infrastructure local. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you become more popular, you know, as, as things grow and things become popular. So. So then one more question, not on business side, but more personal side. We always buy like a new computer or something, go to Best Buy, a laptop, you get the shit. And it's got the spyware thing that keeps popping up. Mm-hmm. It's like, you need to renew this. You're like, eh, I don't even know what this is. Like, you almost feel like it's a, a scam sometimes. Like yeah. someone's trying to sell you, you know, some snake oil or something. Like how important is it to have those spywares and stuff and purchase those things from the computer? Or is it better to go to someone like you and you set it up and get it done right? So we don't do anything to do with, 
with um, home, we have a fairly complicated service agreement and we want to make sure that it's business to business work. Um, There's, you know, liability attached to going into grandma's computer and, you know, dusting off the cat hair. And just to be honest, (laughs) it's terrible work. Yeah, Yeah. it's terrible. (laughs) No, I get it. Yeah. Um, Not worth it. Not not worth a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, not worth a couple hundred dollars. I I would say, too, um, that and I think that the people listening would probably agree with this, that it is the trend of of the youth to not even have laptops anymore. So everything is app based. Everything's on your phone. Mm. So most people, unless you're in a business setting, don't even have a windows or Mac computer. Most of it's just, that's so crazy. You have an iPhone, it has apps on it and that's everything you need. Yeah. I mean, you could run your QuickBooks for your, your little company you make selling your I just art. I can't do it. Um, I have two screens. I think I need three screens. Well, for <laughs> business, <laughs> yeah. I refuse to use my cell phone for, it, it's not functional in a business setting. It doesn't it's work. Not, yeah, but just on a personal, on for personal stuff, I mean, it can pretty much do everything, you know. It's fine on Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, all the social Check your media. email. Yeah. yeah. It's your basic, basic goodies. So how did you get involved in this? Like, what made you say, like, I'm going to be the cyber warrior? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I should have been, a, you know, I was put on this planet to be a traveling musician okay. and to just like, I don't know, smoke some pot and hang around. I, like, you know, I come from a clan of, you know, family of hippies and, Sweet. and, and for some, some way I landed into doing this stuff, but, um, so wait, what type of musician would you have been? Or do you think you were put on this earth to be? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I actually play a few instruments. Do you? Yeah. I actually play the bagpipes. No, I you don't. never yeah. would have guessed. That's yeah. so dope. You know yeah. what? That makes a ton of sense now. <laughs> you honestly yeah. play bagpipes? It all makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I can play okay. I mean, it, it's a, a lifetime of learning, so it's really, uh, you know, Dude, can awesome. you play like the famous songs that they yeah, play yeah. on bagpipes? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like. Scotland yeah. the Brave, you know, yes. all of yeah. That is That's awesome. That's the sickest, dude, bagpipes are the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. So, but I mean, I feel like uh, I played the bass guitar for 10 years about, and I was actually in a, this is like really boring for your audience. This is, a, I was actually in a band. We had a management deal with Puff Daddy's manager. No way. Yeah. We got to play at the Roxy in LA. Dude, I had that's groupies. Rad. I was like <laughs> 21. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, I thought I was the coolest thing ever. It is the coolest yeah, thing ever. That was though. pretty much the coolest thing Did you thing play ever. bagpipes in your band though? No, no, no. Oh, no. This man. is man. Later such a cool on. intro. Oh man, I would definitely, yeah, I would have been married early if I played bagpipes <laughs> That's true. In band. That's very true. <laughs> I like, had kids way you too early. locked down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I played bass. Uh, I think I got tired of it. It's kind of like a back, back a scene instrument, especially yeah. in like rock and pop music yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I said, Hey, like hard cut, like, let's just go to the bagpipes. I was actually just, you know, <laughs> down a rabbit hole on YouTube and I can I play that. <laughs> yeah. yeah like he's kind of a niche yeah. thing. Like, so, so yeah, I was like, uh, should have been doing music and our, manager at the time was his name is phil robinson he was puff daddy's manager and we got to do cool stuff that is sick man and then he got sick he got like a tumor on his pancreas and oh my god he was sad and he that was like the end of our music career but we got to play at the roxy in la what we type to, of music it's you know, i mean this is like the, the the era the era of mediocre pop music okay. so i mean okay. just nothing impressive um <laughs> i mean i was a good musician but Come on, anybody who plays bass guitar knows it's just quarter notes in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah. super boring, right? Super boring. We, we try to, like, add in some jumps and some things to, like, spice that's it up, but it's cool. still just quarter notes. Yeah, you that's know? it. It was really boring. What was the name of the band? 
Vujade. <laughs> Vujade. Yeah, it's like deja vu, yeah, but, but backwards, but back- right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. Genius. <laughs> Vujade. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, mediocre. That's pretty awesome. Man. It was what fun, a, though. We had a good cool, sound. Yeah. Female-fronted band. It was a female singer. So. Nice. Well, and here your wife was wondering why <laughs> wondering why we would want to talk to you. Look at that. Look at the story. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I uh, totally honest story. Hey, babe, is I'm going to make you watch this later. Is she? I was, I was telling Stevie this as well, but I was uh, I was like sitting down last night and we were just mm-hmm. talking and I'm like, hey, babe, like uh, Sean uh, from Gibson Performance and, yeah. and Mary Alice, he invited me to do a quick <laughs> podcast. And she, with 100% sincerity, looks at me and says, with, with no malicious intent, says, why would he... Why would he do that? <laughs> like, why, why would he? Like, why would he ask you to do it? Yeah. Why would he ask you to do it? Uh, I was like, say, what? You not think I'm interesting? Or she's what? like, do they know you play bagpipes? <laughs> <laughs> she said, you better tell you bagpipes. <laughs> she's like, they might not allow you on if they know you play bagpipes. <laughs> I'll tell you, you either love the bagpipes or you hate the bagpipes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can definitely see that for sure. I love them. Though. So, do you have other like specific holidays where you break out the bagpipes? <laughs> And the kids well, like, no, dad. I've played less in recent years just because I have kids and you know how it goes. And I've been really busy with work. And, yeah. um, and bagpipes is just a hell of an instrument to play. It's like, it's just the most challenging. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have incredible lung capacity. You've got yeah, to train crazy, it up. That's crazy, man. you got to work at it. I'm sure the wife would enjoy if you taught the kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> hey, babe, uh, let's get some snare drums. And uh, they yes. can be my little drummer kids. We'll just leave it in the in our large <laughs> family room. Yeah. <laughs> lots of echoing. Yeah, yeah lots okay. of it. The neighbors will love you. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you, you were in a band. Mm-hmm. Um Voudage? Let's say yes. Yeah, let's just say enough. yes. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay, right. It's a passing grade. And then, um, so that kind of came to an end. Where'd you go next? <clears throat> okay, well, uh, so that fell apart. And uh, <clears throat> the the guitarist in the band is actually a really interesting story. He's some. I feel like there are these people in life who just are born with the gift of, I will make lots of money and I like, you know, they're born with this sort of malicious intent of yeah. being financially and power in a power sense, like six, very successful. Yeah. <clears throat> so the lead singer, singer of the band was very instrumental in getting us to the point where we could even do that. I mean, he put to, like um, this guy in kindergarten, he was buying pencils for 25 cents out of these old roller machines. You know, awesome. you used to like put yep. a, you slide them out yeah. and he'd pull the pencil out and he'd go into the class with like some pencils and he'd, and he'd sell them for 10 cents. And he'd, uh, <laughs> wow. yeah. So, th- so he, he's right. always been incredibly motivated in, in fourth grade. He sold us our first computer monitor to my family. In fourth grade, he had his he reseller's fourth- certificate. Yeah, for this, in the state of California, <laughs> Fresno Shut County, up. he was selling. He sold our first computer monitor. Yeah, fourth grade. Wow. And uh, so he was a pretty cool guy. I feel like, um, and I wouldn't consider myself ultra successful, but the success that I have had, I feel like it's a combination. I feel like that might have been part of it too. Yeah. Is being connected with someone and you know growing up with him, best man at the wedding, that whole yeah. thing. Um, I got to see him take a couple things from zero, like the band from being a zero yeah. to playing at the Roxy in LA, something Dude, that, that's cool. Yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah, he was in, very instrumental. I feel like he was a big part of it. Um, 
you know, I got to see. But after the band ended, went to San Diego. Hey, San Diego. Like, yeah, let's have some fun. Perfect. I played bagpipes. I played yeah. bagpipes. Not a big market in San Diego. Um, got the bass, though. You got the bass guitar. <laughs> so did you know at that point when you went to San Diego what you wanted to do, that you were going to get into IT? Like, did it kind of intrigue you? or? Um, yeah, I, I did get a job at a fairly large company being in their IT department. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> I did go to college. I don't, it was almost useless in terms of what I learned there as it pertains to IT. Um, and yeah, I went to San Diego. I did get a job, you know, I had a piece of paper, look at me and I it w- made almost nothing. And I was very lucky that it was right around 2008. I worked there for about 10, 12 months. And then the, you know, the economy tanked and I got fired. Wow. And it was uh, one wow. of the best moments of my life. Yeah. I, got, I was uh, rolling on unemployment, looking for a new Cruising job, just hanging Diego. out. And during that time, I'm like, hey, well, like, I'm pretty sure I could, you know, I got at least a few months of income here. Like, let's just get something started. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah. And well, so I mean, that's it's funny how that works, man. <clears throat> when well, it pushes that position. Well, a lot of people get pushed to that position and they wait for something to happen. And then some people make something happen. They capitalize on it. Yeah. yeah. And you made something happen. Yeah. And I mean, a testament to anybody can do it because again, I'm supposed to be on LSD and (laughs) traveling between colleges right now. Like that's where I should have been. Um, and if, you know, if I could do it, anybody can really do it. Um, so yeah, it just takes hard work, man. It's it's, It's really, it's really a simple formula. You just have to, you just have to like, work really hard. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, so you gotta work really hard, but you gotta also not give up because yeah. it's, it's a fact that when things get hard, you want is like, I'm over this. Like, let's, let's quit. But yeah. And then you find yourself 20 years down the line. You're like, Oh shit, I'm still doing this. Like, yeah. how did I get here? You know, it's, it's pretty wild. It's the, it's never give up attitude for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at the trajectory of the business, it's like, you know, it's some sort of line that goes in the up position and making more money. Yep. But if you look at each month, I mean, it's, it fluctuates a lot and mm-hmm. there's a lot of wins and there's a lot of losses. Yeah. But if you just kind of, if you just keep pushing it and you really are focused and, you know, have discipline, then, you know, I think anybody can be at least as successful as I am. So it's awesome. Well, cause, I mean, you start, so you started that in what, 2008, nine. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you started in San Diego. Yeah, I ended up moving back to the Inland Empire uh, just because I had a few more contacts back here. Yeah. Um, And it was a really hard start. Um, I didn't, I had only, I basically knew like maybe two or three companies. I got on working for just about free. I was making like $40, like my company rate at the time was $40 an hour. Wow. And I would, I would do horrible things. I would drive to the fashion district in LA for $55 an hour, excluding drive time. Yeah. Wow. And I'd work for two hours and then sit in traffic and make 110 bucks and then sit in traffic in a car that had mediocre air conditioning. And I would just sit in LA traffic, you know, leaving Los Angeles. Yeah. Like that's what you had to do, man. I would drive. It's funny. My first feature film I was ever on, I drove to LA. It was, I was right out of high school. I drove to LA every single day for 50 bucks a day. Wow. And I would drive from Ranch Cucamonga to LA, which would take me, I leave at 4 a.m. I'll be there by 6 a.m. Um, I would shoot all day, nighttime, probably wrap like five or six or whatever it was, come back, take me like two or three hours to get home every single day for like two months straight. 
fifty bucks a day. Wow. I was like making two hundred. Oh, I loved it. I loved it, man. I loved it. didn't even pay for my gas. Like I remember <laughs> one day my tire went flat because my tires were so bald that they just didn't have any air in them left. Like, but it didn't matter because I was getting there no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it and it made it work. You know, that was that was one of the things. Like when you first start doing it, I think I was still working. No, I think I was full time at that point. But anyways, it was just crazy. It was a crazy deal of like, dude, you give up. You don't give up. You just keep going for it. Yeah. And it took a long, a lot of years to get any traction. You know, I think what's also very helpful is if you don't have distractions in your life. So, you know, (laughs) try to do this before you're married with kids (laughs) because it's a lot harder afterwards. So um, that was very beneficial. Um, although I will say that once I got married, you know, I kind of like had to grow up a little bit and I was like, ah, I got to make some money now. Yeah, I know. I know. Changes your life a little bit, huh? Yeah. So are there people out there that will hack your shit? Like let's say business people are starting, let's say you're starting this business, right? Okay. I'm sure it had to cross your mind when you were starting, like, you know Mm -hmm. what, maybe I'm going to go hack this business and then magically show up on the door the next day. Uh Hey guys, just in case you need any IT help or anything or have any problems, just give me a call. Mm -hmm. Actually, my (laughs) shit got hacked last night. Yeah, who just (laughs) happens last night? It got hacked. You're perfect timing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like social engineering is definitely one of the easiest ways to to get hacked right now. Yeah. I mean, and AI, of course, is adding to that, making it easier for people to do social engineering, you know, gathering lots of data and things. Um, yeah. So what's social engineering? Explain it to me. Yeah. Social engineering is is simply when you're not using any anything technical. Yeah. But for example, you call up, uh, you call up MGM Grand and you say, hey, uh, you know, yeah. I go to LinkedIn, I find some employee. Hey, his, his name's uh, John Smith. And I just call the help desk at it's MGM a, Grand. This is John Smith. This is John Smith. Forgot my email password. Yeah. I'm super sorry. I'm late. Can you just send me a reset? Hey, uh, you know, funny. You say, my, now I don't have, I have my, I had to borrow my wife's phone. Can you send it to her email or to like my, my backup email? Because I don't have access to my other phone right now. So and it's then, really just being a human at that point. You're just essentially tricking these poor yeah. fools. You just have no morals and you just go for it. Yeah. So Very easy. did that guy get fired for giving John Smith a, a reset password <laughs> yeah. to his wife's phone? Well, in Vegas, he probably got worse than <laughs> that. That's true. Yeah. Especially yeah. since it kind of hit mainstream off. media too. It kind of became a big thing. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. True. I wonder if it like affected all their gambling and everything. No, it did. There was like, people like on Facebook and friends, like they were like out there and everything was shut down. They couldn't get to their rooms. They couldn't check oh. into their rooms. Oh, okay. so they like the door shut locks, it down. The everything, the gambling, mm. the air conditioners. The, it stopped and halted. And I felt like it was kind of like they, one of those so ransom These guys were things. legit, legit though. Like, well, the best way I mean, to do I, it. You don't have to be legit, I think, <laughs> but right? You, you just, but, okay, getting into someone's well, email is different than getting into like and shutting down the hotel, you know? Yeah, I mean, the hacking industry is really interesting. Um, and again, I'm no part of this, but I hear plenty I'm of no stories. Part of it. <laughs> <laughs> is it is a very sophisticated industry. You'd think it's just like, you know, sniveling guy in the basement kind of doing his thing. Um, But it's really not. You actually have different people that specialize in different things. So you have entire companies that specialize in breaking through one antivirus or like breaking through antivirus products. You have another company who specializes in, uh, you know, creating malware that can infect a certain type of computer. So a lot of, you know, if you... If you're a big company like MGM Grand, you have a lot of money, then it's it would behoove the person who did the social engineering to simply sell that connection that they just made. Yeah, it's, makes sense. Compartmentalize it. Yeah. He's just going to be like, hey, look, like 
I got a connection to M- MGM Grand, fifty thousand bucks right now, and I'll give it to you. And then he's and out. They're gonna go his in. His liabilities make- off the and, and so it gets very wow. compartmentalized. Wow, it's like an agency almost. Yeah. So, in your opinion, do you think like the Pentagon is could be hacked? <laughs> You, yeah. not, you can't say that name on. on, on I know. Hey, hope you're hoping you're trying to get us viewers. I mean, yeah. Good or bad? <laughs> we're gonna make the we're gonna make the news. Yeah, you're not hosted on Amazon, or you guys aren't like posting to Apple. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah okay. That's Spotify and Apple. Yeah, hey. <laughs> you're like Sean. You might want to delete that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, AI is bringing in a new a new era. I yeah. mean, we were in the information age, and now we're in the AI age, and and uh, AI is really good at doing things like brute forcing passwords. So, I mean, like, do you ever see like a, do you think like there could be like a war and the war between countries is actually more through hacking and stuff back in rather than like literally like bombs flying back and forth? Well, it's going to turn into hacking that are firing off the bombs. True. So you can't say bomb either. We're already there and have been oh, there for sorry. a long time. That's kind of the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it is my opinion that we're already there. It's, it's All actually right. been there for a long time. Yeah. Bombs don't really get dropped on foreign soil, especially against superpowers. Yeah. So if you're looking to gain influence, it's going to be 100% information-based. And that is, you know, they're like, kind hey, of look like the Iran. Oh, what do you know? That power plant self imploded. Yeah, oh, we how heard. did that happen? Yeah, well, so strange. It's, it's the same thing here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all the major superpowers with large defense budgets don't have a ton of vulnerabilities in every country. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So what... Who would you say? So when did, how did we get introduced? I I got a call from, was it from Julie? Was it from my mom? I got a call from Julie on the phone. She always holds things together. I don't remember why, but I strangely remember that I was on the 60 freeway and had pulled off to a gas station when she called me. How long ago? Long time ago? I mean, it's Uh, about eight years, I'd say. Oh, Oh, it's got to be more than that. Uh, Well, your server is, I checked today. Your server is seven years old, so well, I, mean, I would assume that... I mean, my computer right now, I was informed today, is like over five years old, and I should probably get it, for, Way get it replaced. Way over five, but yeah. And I feel like we've gone through multiple levels of computers, but it's only eight years ago? The server, I think, was eight years ago. Your computer's probably much older than that. Yeah. But so that's how we got introduced. So is he... But no, we had to have been there way before that, because I feel like it's been a long time, but... Yeah. Were you like... Eight years ago is a long time ago. <clears throat> were you like, yes... Gibson exhaust. I know. Stoked. We've got this big <laughs> company. It's going to be so rad. Like, dude, this is score. And then you go there and we're like, oh, It's like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this, is your, this is your son. What do you mean? You guys don't want to pay me monthly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It was, uh, you know, it's all, it was all part of this wonderful process and it was a learning experience. <laughs> it was and a it's a wonderful like, process. You know, you start with nothing and you're like, work for free for a long time and then you get medium customers yeah. and then uh that's how it goes man i mean we still do work for you guys you, it's yeah. a great company you know i you know i get a kick out of you guys and it's been great so and i have a staff yeah. now he gets a kick out of us being able to just get squeeze every dollar out of every piece of equipment yep. we have oh what about this one? Oh, what about this one what about this one yeah. he's like you should really replace it but do we have to yes <laughs> I have Can a staff we get like four now. More so years out of here. It's uh, I don't have to deal with like the super terrible that's things good. anymore. So that's, that's good. like that's the best way to do it, man. No. Right? Just like you don't call your cell phone all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so how many like different types of industries are you in? What type of industries are you really in? Yeah. So we have a lot of customers in, that have compliance requirements. So okay. when you're talking about 
a lot of complexity and this goes with Gomer Alice as well. Yeah. You don't want to just leave it to the wind or, you know, you, you check your referrals, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that you're hiring someone who knows what they're doing or has a good referral or can show examples of success. Yeah. Uh, and we do quite a bit in the compliance in companies who have compliance requirements. So this is going to be anything from HIPAA and NIST to things like CMMC certification. Um, we've been a part of that pro- that process a lot. Wow. So healthcare is a big one, financial, you know, it's any information heavy company. So besides like Gibson, obviously being like your favorite, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, who would you say is just like that, that one? I mean, who's someone that you can talk with? Like, is it like your baby? Like who like kind of sent you to that next level and opened up many doors? Yeah, good question. Um, I think one of the successful strategies that I've had is, you know, I, it's interesting. I, you know, I don't think you can ever be a no person if you're starting out. Yeah. And the most successful customer that we've had, they called me and I met them out in Colton, California. And I, and I got there and they're like, hey, we just had this other guy. I knew this other company um, and they were like big time, you know, and they're like, hey, like we just talked to these other guys. It's only a couple people right now, but we're going to be a big company and we're like going place. We're going to do it and we're going to do it right. And uh, we're looking for IT. But this other guy said he wouldn't even take us because we were too small. Huh. And I was like, oh, come on, give me a hug. You know, give me some love. I'm yeah, down. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> hey, friend. Let's go. Yeah. And, you know, just being nice to people goes a long way. And, a and they went from being... Uh, our smallest customer and me kind of giving them a handout and just being like, yeah, like I'll set it up, you know, taking a flyer on it. And it ended, they ended up being our, our most lucrative customer. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What industry is that? It goes. It's in healthcare. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Healthcare automotive industry is not very good, man. If you want to make money, don't go automotive. <laughs> Especially yeah. like exhaust companies. Definitely yeah, I wouldn't guys. do that. I mean, yeah. it's fun, but yeah, it's fine. But that's about if, it. If you want to have fun, fine. But if yeah, you don't, not computers. If you're if you looking make, for fun, it's very, it's very, one. yeah, it's very exhausting. Yeah. It's no exhausting. pun intended. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. I like it. Um, but it's a you, powerful industry. It's power. <laughs> oh God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so if you had to have like a hacker name, what would it be? Have you seen I actually made one recently. <laughs> it, would be it would be his band name. No, I figured like bag, <laughs> bagpiper 909 or something really cool. I don't know. You know, uh, I made this name on discord not too long ago nice. and I like it a lot. And it's, I don't know if it's funny. It might be funny if you're in the industry. It might not be funny at all, but it's funny to me. <laughs> I call it, I just, uh, the name is onboarding hell. So like one of the worst parts of <laughs> so not funny. Yeah, super, <laughs> well, it's like uh, like whenever you're onboarding with oh, okay this uh, the <laughs> okay, ERP software you're using right yeah. remember that really fun software oh yeah was yeah. it hell to onboard with Epicor hell it's hell and so on like uh, the long story short was that there's a vendor and they suck ass mm-hmm. and they sold me on some shit and I ate it up. Yeah. And I got stuck in a term agreement with them and a big mess pursued. And I went onto their discord and made a new account and I was onboarding with them at the time. And I changed, and I made my name onboarding hell and I thumbs down all their posts. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Great. That's yeah. awesome. You're, you're one of them. Burn, yeah. A burn account or what? Uh, yeah. I'm thinking about keeping it on. Nice, nice. It's like, <laughs> gotta be kind of nerdy. For all those like opportunities it. when you're going through onboarding hell, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Hacker names. I don't know. I don't have one. Oh. Do you guys have one? No. I wouldn't even know what it would be. Not on either. Probably Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Leroy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could just be like a porn name. Do you guys have like porn names? Well, no, the porn name back in the day, wasn't it like your, 
um, the street you grew up on and, and your middle name. Yeah, it was it was your middle name and then the street you grew up on. Ooh, Caldwell Wayne. Mine was Leroy Alpine. Oh my goodness! Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's your uh, it's your middle name first. Uh huh. I think so. Yeah, I, I oh, think so. so it's Wayne Caldwell. Wayne Caldwell. Oh, that's that pretty dope, pretty dude. Good. Wayne Caldwell. What was yours? Edward Brown. Ooh. No way, Ooh. dude. That's 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 legit. Yeah. That is so legit. Just <laughs> so what you say with a deeper voice, Edward Brown. Edward Brown. Yeah, I feel like all this is very useful information it when is. they're trying to hack your accounts. Yeah, yeah. So. Super <laughs> helpful. <laughs> Shit. Super helpful. You just give away your passwords. Yeah, I know. We're going to have a little like, bleep, 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 bleep. Uh, yeah, I feel like it would very be very easy these days to just make a bot to scan audio. Right? Take everything. On podcasts. Yeah, and just take anything that was not... Uh, you know, you know, it, it could filter out the conversation into different types of cadences, I'm sure, and just find a bunch of passwords and just smash them together. No, I'm sure AI is listening right now. They're probably yeah. going to take that idea and go yep. run with it. Yeah. Start scrubbing. Yeah, I think that's actually a great idea. Take a royal scrub, scrub. Um, I had another question. Okay. So out of all the companies you dealt with, I mean, have you had like a big scare moment where you're like, oh, shit, like this thing's. We got to really get to work like on this. Or do you have enough things up front to really just kind of mitigate most of it? So the mo most important part is make sure you have backups and our backup process is legit. So we have not only a very top shelf backup product, but we set up our backup machine in a way where it's completely disconnected from your network. Mm -hmm. So if your NAS is on the network, little robot can log in and like crawl around. And if things yeah. are, you know, your computer has like a password and a username and it's very nice and seamless to get to the NAS because it uses the same password and username. Well, it's that same ease that lets it get to all the data and lock it up. So we keep our backup machines completely separate from the rest of the network. Um, that's like your most important part. Uh, second most important part is you have to um, back things up in a way where you're backing the whole thing up. You're not just like backing up one or two pieces yeah. of it. And then that gets sent to the cloud every night, uh, most at 7 p.m. And then we have uh, SOPs, very exciting stuff, standard operating procedures, where um, on a, a weekly basis, we have someone log in manually. Um, not only do we get notifications when the backup, when there's a problem with the backup, but we do have people logging in weekly to visually verify that it says successful on the backup. And then... <laughs> the last thing is we have a quarter, we have quarterly do a lot of like, we do restore. So every company we do a quarterly, like full run through and testing on the backups. So we haven't, we've been fortunate. We haven't, we've had a lot of scares. We've had customers get hit by ransomware. Um, we've had customers have people log in, yeah. uh, but all that's mitigated. You have to have a really good backup solution okay. and you have to have good procedure to support it. That's smart though. So now, I mean, not all of our millions of listeners are going to be able to call you and have you do their service, but like if they were sitting there trying to shop someone, right, you don't have any connections or any word of mouth, like, you know, in, in a short bit, like what, like, how, how do you, you know for? if you're going with the right person or not to handle your IT? Like, what would be a couple, like, telltale signs of, like, hey, stay away? Or what are some things you should make sure that they do have? I would, if I was a small company, let's say I had, like, four employees and I'm like, hey, look, like, I forgot everyone's password. Um, we have maybe four computers. Um, let's just use 10, actually, as a little easier of a number. I feel like up to a certain point, you don't really need an IT person, Um you know, but if you have 10 computers and 10 employees, you're starting to get to that point where the, the information is going to be messy. What I'd recommend is try to find a business that has at least one employee. Okay. So there's a lot of self-made 
good talkers out there. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have one staff member, uh, you haven't made it over that hurdle for some reason. Uh, so I would say so. try Maybe, yeah. to find someone with at least one employee and, uh, you know, call, you know, fully test the process. You know, you can call our phone number right now and I guarantee if it's if it, at least her phone will ring actually, but, uh, <laughs> someone will pick up. We have people cool. on staff that'll pick up. So give, give them a run through, call their support number right now. Does someone pick up? Hey, who's this? You know, do they ask you what your name is? Like, Hey, you know, you know, what, you know, like, how do they, do you like them? Do you like the way they sound? Yeah. Just the way you interact with them. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I don't know. Social engineer them, I guess. Call yeah. them up. Hey, uh, <laughs> I just got off the phone with you 10 minutes ago. Hey, um, I lost my cell phone. You know, can you yeah, oh yeah, send me a password reset? See, you can hack them. <laughs> hey, hey, if you're feeling ambitious. <laughs> oh, that's that's a great way, right? It is. Yeah. Yep. But if you yeah, hack them, you're screwed. It's pretty oh. hard. You know, nerds talk and weird nerd lingo. So it is hard to vet vet someone so yeah it's uh you know so how do you vet your employees i mean now granted they, well, might, they might be listening so you might want to be careful yeah i honestly <laughs> it's like we're getting vetted I'm, <laughs> she's like oh he's like, you know what? they're all just amazing they just come right in here yeah, like they the work out so ever. well <laughs> it's kind of, i mean it's all boring what i do is i i found a really great person um and i pay a lot of money to have him vet my my uh, my my list okay so so how do you vet him though so he was a he was a i met i met a guy at he's like at least in my band have you guys heard of, <laughs> have you guys heard of grinder oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, no, no 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 i haven't wait what's actually. that i mean like, like a pepper oh, grinder hey. yeah no uh, i i met him at like uh, this mastermind thing and it was uh, just kind of a fun little networking event nice met a guy we hit it off he's really cool uh, he runs a business and uh, he has at least one employee. And, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and yeah, he was cool. And we, I just kind of, I felt like he, uh, I could trust his judgment. And he, he, he vets, he is kind of a supplement. He vets people. Um, we use Indeed or whatever. And yeah. he'll vet people and he'll give me a final list. And he'll put me in contact with just that final nice. list of people. Yeah. So he'll vet a lot of those questions. And then my strategy is I say, I take him to lunch. I'm just like, you know, if you've already made the final list, We'll like go for and do an hour or two. You know, yeah. like, hey, you want a drink? Yeah. And hey, I don't know if you smoke because uh, I know this guy. Um, oh. <laughs> hey. I know. Like, what kind of passwords do you use? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, awesome. it's got to be kind of hard when I mean, you're putting a lot of like you're putting a lot of trust in these employees, and there's a lot of information that they're responsible to and have access to. So, I mean, it's one thing to hire someone to you know. Ha- you know, work at McDonald's or handle the cash, you know, in a drawer. But I mean, you're putting a lot of trust in these employees. So it's got to be kind of a, a, a process, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always gone under the impression that every person that I call over at Linity Tech is a badass because they're, they're working there in one fashion or not. Fair. Like they're, yeah. they're pretty badass. <clears throat> you know, keep your employee, you know, find people you like. I mean, I forget who said it, but you basically, you want to hire slowly, fire quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, vet someone heavily, hang out with them, get them to know them as a person. Yeah. I do like, you know, I ask all sorts of horrific questions during the interview that I may not supposed to be asking people. <laughs> and uh, like, technically they're not an employee yet. So now's the time. Fine, right? yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, this is the other reason to have someone be an intermediary, like have an HR person, like ask the hard questions. Yeah. Like, hey, you single? Like, are you married? Like yeah. what's going on? So what are your hobbies? Yeah. Grinder. So <laughs> the, oh <my God. laughs> 
So I think, uh, yeah, like we make sure that everyone is first and foremost a cool ass nerd. Yeah. And if you're a cool ass nerd, I mean, I could teach you how this touches that, you know, and yeah, it enough. ends up being in retain your employees, keep them around. Yes. Uh, yeah. I have my first employee is still uh, with me. And yeah, she was my first employee and we're still rocking it out. We'd probably leave you if she left. We'd follow her. There's a lot of customers that say that. So <laughs> you wouldn't be the first one. But yeah, you know. Keep it tight. Treat people good. Yeah. I mean, this is like an old school thought, but, you know, be nice to people. Treat them good. <laughs> Weird, right? Try to give them a little bit of money every now and again. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, exactly. right? That's all you got to do. Yeah, you know, keep them important. Have them keep a challenge. I try to keep everyone challenged, you know, like don't just let them just like flip the burger, flip the burger, like yeah. keep them interested in things yeah. you know so that i try to it, because it's so scary um i really focus on finding really quality people making it an, an engaging yeah. job for them personally um after i make sure it's a good fit and yeah we just try to have fun together we do cool stuff no that's awesome i mean every time we call everyone seems to be in a good positive mood yeah. understanding like you know for a few times we'd call and someone new and i'm like oh shit it's like is this person going to know what I'm going to do? Like, can I, can I just please talk to Steve? Yeah, where's Joel? Yeah, where's Joel? Yeah, I'm Steve, calling you. Yeah. Right? But then, like, they're right on it. So whatever programs you have set up, your SOPs, like, yeah. it works. And you get that same service through anyone. And Steve's <laughs> done a, a hell of a job. Yeah. So keep it up. So how long have you been in business now? Well, uh, you know, I feel like that my buddy, who's more successful than me by now, could have done this in maybe a third of the time. But I've been doing this for about 15 years now. Awesome. And uh, I worked the first five for free. And yep. uh, yeah, so maybe 10 years where it's at right now. But I've been doing computers for 15 well, years. Well, and he's managed to now have a business in California and live in texas right that's right no way yeah, yeah. so Makes sense. we well yeah we opened an office in dallas in the yeah. dallas area and talk about growth i mean there's a ton of growth in dallas a lot. and uh so yeah it's a cool area we actually had a couple employees you know like keep your employees everybody um we had a couple employees where they're like hey man we're moving to texas nice dude. and i said where <laughs> and they said Dallas and I said me too yeah I'm going I'm going too so yeah um it's awesome so it worked out really well but yeah I literally had two employees and they both and so we opened an office there and so we're acquiring and having fun there that's that awesome. really cool okay yeah. I said I didn't realize you had an office there yeah, also that's yeah. awesome that's amazing yeah well thank you yeah so if you live in Texas you know who to call yeah, well, I've had to travel a lot, though. Uh, so there's definitely no shortage of me being here. Yeah, I mean, um, technically, I mean, yeah. he's in California hey, right I'm now. In California. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I come back uh, quarterly and, you know, have long, you know, try to make sure everything's functioning well yeah. and all that boring stuff. Makes sense. So is your wife tied to the industry at all? Was she a groupie? <laughs> Was she a groupie? <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, groupie. there is a... There's a value, like, she's, would be great. She'd be a great supplement to the business. Uh -huh. But I feel like the value, the it, my best move is to not shit where I eat. And I'm so happy that I've not brought her in in any regard to the industry <laughs> because I can go home and... And not put her to sleep every time that I talk about things. So yeah, right. <laughs> Good. I, it's like my, my, the most ongoing joke is like, how do I, like, how do I put my wife to sleep? And it's like, tell her about my day. You know? <laughs> so. But you know what the, you, you managed to make this shit exciting. Cause I mean, it could be boring ass stuff, but I mean, you like, 
you really bring a lot of excitement to it and like i don't know you animate it in a way to where we you know we can relate it. to it and understand it and get it like it's not you know, like trying to read the manual for a Dell computer. <laughs> That'd be the day. <laughs> right? It's very true. It's very yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty relevant now for business. Uh, the industry's changing a lot. I'd say that's another one of the big tricky things is whatever worked five years ago, 10 it years ago, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Things are shifting really quickly and, and we're hoping that we can keep up with the changes. So you're pushing so, the old timers I mean, out. Well, you know, most, all of our customers, you know, they trust me. They trust my judgment. You know, we've Good. known each other. I hang out with them. Like, we'll have a drink or we'll, like, go to grab dinner. And I know their family and all this That's stuff. Cool. And um, And I just try to propose very and, and explain very sensical. Yep. You must do this because you will be left behind. Yep. And, uh, you know, most people trust me and we try to take care of them and yeah. be somewhat affordable. So That's cool. So, I mean, computers, you know, my, some of my computers are still like this big. <laughs> you got to replace that computer, <laughs> yeah. by the way. He's you, not going to play for like 10 years. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, now there's like PCs the size of these phones, right? Like, what is that next step? And our server is going to get smaller. Is everything kind of getting compact or is it going to go bigger again? Like, Yeah, 100% everything gets smaller. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, if you look at a, I don't know if you've ever seen like a laptop these days, but it's like a, let's say it's like a standard 15 inch laptop or a 14 yeah. inch laptop, right? So it's going to be this big. Well, if you actually rip the thing open, there's just nothing in there anymore. There used to be a CD-ROM that was that big. Mm-hmm. Once laptops stopped having CD-ROMs in them, there's nothing that takes the space up anymore. So yeah. they're so light compared to what they used to be oh, five yeah. years ago. And so you think they just continue to get smaller and smaller. Like, like, what do you think the next big step in technology is that we might see? What are your, what's your thoughts? If you could... Guess. Well, I don't have to guess too hard. It's, it's, you know, the major pain point for a lot of IT companies right now is adapting. So we, you know, we're currently in a big flux between we're Microsoft's bitch. Okay. okay. And when you're someone's bitch, you just have to do what they say. All right. Okay. So, so Microsoft right now is going through a lot of changes and they are not, the changes are not here to make me more money and to make my life easier. Yeah. It's to make Microsoft more money. And so, uh, and the same, and there's only a couple yeah. options. There's a complete monopoly on operating systems, right? You know, what are you going to get? That's not Linux, a Mac or a Chromebook. Like yeah. what options are out there? Mm-hmm. And if you look at who has the market share of the business, um, that's going to be Windows, vast majority. So you're essentially stuck with Microsoft. And um, what's changing right now is people are going from on-premise to have everything be in the cloud. Mm. And this is your work from home stuff, right? WFH. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's probably the, the the biggest change. The next thing is really the full removal of on-premise infrastructure and, so crazy. and dealing with this you know, I thought maybe a year ago that we could lose customers um, because if Microsoft does it right, it could be easy enough for, you know, someone who's non-technical to do it. No, it's right. they put together a terrible product and everyone has to use it. So that's really the next thing. I, mean, I miss the days when we had CDs. You just put them in a file cabinet with a lock on it. And then you got another computer, just downloaded a few CDs. You get the programs. Sharpie marker, Office 03, uh-huh, yeah. Disk 1. Like, oh, yeah. we need to add some. Oh, you don't have Microsoft here. Just put the CD so in real cool. quick. Download it real Double quick. Double click the executable. Gone. There's a readme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really crazy. You know, I looked at this the other day, but like when do you, what year do you guys think the iPhone came out? 
Um, it was probably 2000. It's probably 2006 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, 2007. Seven. Yeah, I mean, so it's literally been. Think about what you used your phones for today, and how integral they are to your functioning as a business and in your personal life, especially grinder. And so. So yeah, so uh, you know, uh, it's only been 15 years since, which seems like a long time. It's been 15 years since the the current iteration of of. It does seem like a out. long time ago, it especially does. like when you pull out your phone. It almost looks like the iPhone one. You're like, wow, that is an old phone. It's been a yeah. long time coming. <laughs> what fun you have? Yeah, I, so it's interesting to see what the next. You know, I feel like the technology is pretty stagnant he's, right now. He's on the got phone. the little guy. He's trying to. Oh avoid yeah, it's it. you know, he's it's just to... uh, it's just it's the it's pretty new. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, it's new. I like that size though. That size was good. Yeah. It's See, a, he's got the big one. He's got the mega. No, I don't. Mine's the, not the plus. I got the mini one. iPad. Hmm. It has the same damn size. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I mean, mine just always oh. looks bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Grinder. <laughs> uh, dude, this has been awesome, man. We do. I'm actually really stuck to come on. He told me ID IT's guys coming on. I'm like, oh, I don't he's know, like boring. Man. I don't know. I'm gonna fall asleep over here. No, but this is actually really awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. Relevant. You guys are a business, right? Yeah, so we are. It can be a little and relevant. Everyone that listens to us are all majority business owners, so it works yeah. out really good. So here's the next question: Cars are becoming more like computers every single day. Uh-huh. How are you gonna protect us from cars? How are you going to keep cars? my car from getting hacked? Or if my car gets hacked, how are you going to restore it back to its original settings? Call Tesla. I don't care. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> call Elon. Yeah, call Elon. Elon. Care, yeah. yeah, call, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> You're totally, I mean, it's so, it's completely proprietary. Yeah. Um, there's just, you know, we would, they would never give us a password for anything. No, so. Okay, wouldn't. so, like, my wife and I, like, we're totally against having, you know, cameras inside our house, right, mm-hmm. for whatever, I mean. Not that we do a bunch of weird shit or anything like, yeah, <laughs> you know. But like, um, how are we exposed to being hacked? Like all of our cameras and our ring cameras and all the electronics in the homes. I mean, would you say that there's a lot of vulnerability there for us as humans? Yeah, I don't know if you want the short answer, or the long answer. Just start with one. And um, if it gets too long, we'll shut you down. Okay, thank you. <laughs> just go, just go <laughs> short. My <laughs> wife will appreciate it when I make her listen to the whole thing. Um, I would say that uh, I'd say that we're clearly in an age where you can't drop a nuclear bomb on a city, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so the best way to have foreign influence is via information. Yeah, and so governments with lots of money have lot lots of budget, and it's would behoove them if they want to secure their their influence that they have readily re- easy access to information and to manipulating information in other countries. Mm. So where does every chip get manufactured? Yeah, China. It's China. You yeah. know, where's iPhone City at? And like what's to say that, you know, any there could be in, there's how many, you know, 100,000 transistors in your phone, right? Or, or whatever the number is in, in the processing parts. I mean, there can be so many vulnerabilities. I mean, it's connected to the internet all the time. What's to say that there's not some unknown vulnerability um, everywhere? And I think that AI, um, what AI does a really great job at is, is exactly that, is brute forcing and checking for vulnerabilities. So I, I would be honestly, I would honestly be surprised if... Um, you know, people don't have access to a lot of parts of your life that you don't know about. Right. Huh? I guess, I guess you're probably vulnerable in all aspects, huh? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's cameras everywhere now and who makes the chips for the cameras. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And you, Mm. you can kind of 
track this stuff. Um, you can kind of track it. If you have a, a relatively sophisticated network, you can like look at the traffic and be like, I don't know, like, why did this, yeah. why did this Get traffic seen. bike go here? But what happens now is it just goes out to Microsoft. So you have windows 11 yeah. and back when windows XP was around, like Sean's computer, <laughs> from a lot of years ago. Windows 95. You'd install it and there would be 43 processes running. I remember this. You could look at it. It started, it'd be like 43 processes on Windows XP. You get Windows 7 came out and all of a sudden it goes from 43 to like 75. And you're like, what else is like, there's 75 things happening on your computer right now. Well, what wow. are they? Um, and you still had some control over it. And then Windows 8, and that sucked. 8.1, even worse. And Windows 10 came out. And by default, when you install a new Windows 10 computer, there are maybe like 170 processes happening, things happening at any given moment. Wow. Windows 11 comes out and it's over 200 baseline when you install your computer. There are 200 things happening on your computer and I bet you couldn't name three of them. Wow. So who controls those processes? It's software talking to software. If you look at your network stats, there's just a pile of information being shipped out to Microsoft and you know what it is. Mm. It's all encrypted and there can be backdoors in the software or the hardware. Well, so my theory is I have an old computer. All the people that were available to hack that at that time have now retired and all the <laughs> new people haven't taken the time to really go far that back because not enough people have it. So I feel like I'm safe. Well, I think all the major security systems for the DOD, you know, these really big, like the stock market runs off a of COBOL and these technologies that was at, that came out 60 years ago. Mm. Um, so, well, that's awesome. So, um, I guess in short, if somebody does want to reach out to your business for hopefully security, yeah, IT, how do they get a hold of you guys? Sure. Yeah. Just go to our website. It's a lenity So L E N I T Y. Mm -hmm. Tech, T E C H dot com. Okay. Well, is that where you're also going to post the time your band's going to get back together for the little reunion tour? <laughs> oh, I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it. I mean, I'll put some bagpipe videos there for that. There better be bagpipe <laughs> yeah. videos in there. Yeah. yeah. Your intro video will actually be you on the bagpipe, you're saying on your website. <laughs> you know, I feel like I might. Oh, it's a lot to swallow. I got a persona. I got to look nerdy. You know, I don't know. It might be. <laughs> it might be too cool, actually. Yeah. And, right, cool. you know, I'm skinny white boy. You know, I kind of, you know, kind of, you know, hey, if you me in a kilt. If you need a music video, man. Oh, let do me you know. have to wear the kilt if you're playing the backpack? Like, if yeah. you're practicing, is it like part of it? Like, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to put it on no matter what. The plaid colors, actually, you insert the plaid kilt into the bagpipe <laughs> or it doesn't work well. Yeah. Yeah. So you're plugging it in. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm into computers. Because I, you know, I don't want to go to jail. I heard I'd be popular in jail one time. So I <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah I'd just rather just do, computers, yeah. do things. You know, hackers yeah. do go to jail too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing I don't hack anything. Yeah. <laughs> good thing. Yeah, I'm on the good side of it. <laughs> yeah. He's the opposite of the hacker. Oh, epic, you guys. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming yeah, on, man. We appreciate it. It was awesome. We'll, uh, we'll drop his website down below in the description. So if you guys need anything, he'll, uh, he'll take care do, of you Do guys. you guys have an Instagram? No. Perfect. Didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't think so. Well, so you put some really interesting stuff up there. Yeah, I mean, you could you can find us on LinkedIn, but uh, you know, social Website. media plus business hasn't been uh, too good on the marketing side. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> oh man, awesome! Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of the Lambo and Leroy Show. Follow Lambo and Leroy on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Yep. We got only on Instagram. That's it. That's it. Well, great. Pleasure. See you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Who knew I would make it this far? They hated, they never believed me. Yeah, I would never drop the ball. I know I make it look easy. Yeah.
Mayweather with the defense. I don't care what a critic got to say, I got him picking up the pieces.